Pickaxe. Oh, well, we made it through a week off because Ben had the the big illness. Boo. The big C. What a selfish prick. I've yeah. got little illness and hopefully <laughs> it won't affect today's recording and I won't be sniffling and snuffling. Mikey, don't, how are you? Don't, don't put I've, yourself down, Peter. It's a big illness. It's a big, yeah. yeah. It's a big, you're only small. Illness. Yeah, that's true. Um, I've got I've got a little wooze at the minute. Wooze, that sounds like a little, I'm a little woozy. You've got the wooze. I've got oh. the wooze, and it's not as fun as it sounds. I just, I just went a little bit lightheaded before we start recording. It's just the oh, excitement man. of you know, oh man, posting that blobby. It's oh god, I get I get it's itchy. It's a big day. So then you have and you know you had a week away from posting the blobby. Yeah, itching to get back. I spent night night after night just looking at images of that pink, pink round man. <laughs> Yeah, I've been waiting for him to return. And it gave to my... you the woos. Mm. <laughs> oh, Blobby, he always gives me the woos. Mm. Uh, I, d- I don't, I don't know how to. I'm trying to think of a way to continue the conversation, but like I just can't. What I just know how to change the what subject, you, if you like. What do you, what do you have for your tea, son? Uh, oh, um, uh, I haven't had tea yet. Oh, what are you planning? I'm gonna have some. <laughs> I'm going to have some roast vegetables and nice. uh, couscous and hummus. Oh, Ooh. fuck yeah. It's, yeah. Going to be, it's going to be a pretty healthy one. That sounds good. All In around. an attempt to fix my woos, I, I yeah. treated myself to a bowl of chips and gravy. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it kind of worked. It's perked me up a bit, but I think yeah. that's just, you know, that's just gravy and northerners, isn't it? It's a, well, yeah, it's a life it's medicine force. for you. Yeah. Mm, did you yeah. did you eat lunch today? Is, could that be part of your woos issue? I I had a porridge for lunch today. Uh, wow, a porridge. A mm. porridge, a whole porridge. So that's that's probably like well, is it healthy? Is porridge healthy? Or is it just kind of like nothingy? Yeah, is no, it's it's pretty good. I think it's most it releases the energy gradually over the over hours. So apparently not though. I must have conked out of fuel pretty quickly. Jeez. Mm, maybe. Yeah. But, but here, I'm I'm here. I've got my yes. gravy sloshing around my belly. Yes. I'm ready ready to go. It is basically like in the north that's kept in the medicine cabinet rather than the uh in the kitchen, isn't it? Yeah, feel yes. like, oh, I've got the wounds. Do you want on. some paracetamol or should I heat up the bisto? What do you <laughs> Which one that's, is it? That's all we have in our medicine cabinets is a uh, debt hole and gravy granules. That <laughs> cures Bis- all ailments. Bisto gummies ready to go. <laughs> yeah. For the working man on the move. <laughs> Uh, Peter, do you want to let people know just how much we know about the current blobby situation, so that the Twitter assault can stop? Well, did we did we get as far as saying we know about the wrestling in um, no. the pre? No, did we not? That's no, not. No, well, we we said yet. we knew about the suit, didn't we? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. But no, we also thank you. We know about the wrestling. We know that Blobby <laughs> wrestled. Um, yes. Someone did make the very good point that when Dave Benson Phillips was our thread starter on Podiots. he then mm. returned to the well went to the wrestling ring and wrestled <laughs> so uh now it's mr blobby's turn because that's how we start our podcasts so basically yes. we have the power to make anyone wrestle by um <laughs> <laughs> turning them into the the thread starter so just it's name exciting if you want anyone to make a comeback um you know just just let us know mm-hmm yeah. Absolutely. Uh, additionally, it looks like I'm looking at a photo of the wrestling now with Blobby, and it looks like they've got a, a pretty legit suit. Yeah, it doesn't it look the, like one of those cheap ones you buy. It had the creepy oh. voice uh, modulator it's, thing as well. Yes, 
is this the person who bought the the sixty two thousand pound blobby suit using it to for good measure from the auction? Yeah. Well, it can't be. There's sad news there, isn't there? Yeah, their bid was uh, retracted. They were like, no, um, (laughs) I bid as a joke and uh, I'm not going to do it, which is, I mean, fair enough, people who were inflating the price early on, but like, how crazy must you be to bid, presumably very late in the auction, 62 grand or however much it was? (laughs) I think their mistake, I was reading in an article that they let first-time buyers bid in the auction, yeah, which was their, no bid their downfall, yeah. uh, oh. which is not not good. Um, but you knew someone who listed one, right? Or you knew someone through someone? Yeah, I'm, I'm technically very loosely connected to an actual real-life blobby. Um, a former blobby. A former blobby who still had the suit. So I'm not going to say who or how I know them, but mm-hmm. I, I am I am somewhat connected to a blobby. I do need to get in touch with them and see if we can do anything fun with them. So maybe watch this space when I when I pluck up the the courage to ask the embarrassing questions. But yeah, they they I think they listed theirs as well for fifteen grand, and yeah, I think I can't that find got, it on eBay. Yeah, I've got a feeling that one did not get any bids, and so they've. Uh, just taking it off and hitting oh. it in shame, sadly. Oh, that's, it's sad because there's the only one I can find on there now has got a starting bit of eight grand yeah. and has two days left on it, and they probably listed it for quite a while. And I think this, it was sort of almost creating a false economy, the other one that <laughs> yeah. blew up so much. All the yeah. other blobby suit holders were like, oh my God, we can fucking retire. <laughs> that hideous pink thing in the attic is going to pay for our, for our retirement. And so everyone got really excited and listed all their blobby suits for for loads of money. And, and nobody wants them. <laughs> and they look so grotty as well. So we, we started at what, 60 grand. It went down to 50. Now we're down to eight. It's just going to mm. keep plummeting. So if you've got a blobby suit, just it's not even worth selling. Hold on to it. Let, let, wait for, oh God, Noel, Elman, Noel Edmonds to pass. And then bam, yeah. that's the time to strike. <laughs> That'll be the next one. Oh dear! Big so- opportunity. Sorry, Noel. I didn't didn't mean to. That just came out. I'm sorry. Don't. If die. Noel ends up dead in suspicious circumstances, we can all point the finger at the people <laughs> with blobby suits that they're waiting to go up in price. You know, they might. They've got a motive to go out and kill Noel Edmonds now. So. Do you reckon at Noel Edmonds' funeral there will be a procession of blobbies that will be? The- <laughs> The, the blob bearers in blobby comes in and just stumbles through the, yeah. the church and just smashes, knocks into the, smashes the into the open coffin. grave. <laughs> <laughs> There's oh, one of them God. playing tabs, but it's just it's just humming through the blobby modulator. Yeah. Uh, what do this? What do they sing at funerals? Is there a song for funerals? Um, maybe the uh. The what's it called? What's what's that show that he hosted? Deal or oh, no deal. Deal or no deal theme, maybe. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I can't remember what the the theme song for that was. Yeah, I just want to hear some music. I've ever watched it. Well, they the banker might do a eulogy. They'll just have to hold a phone up to a microphone. <laughs> and you can. Oh no! Speech. It's just this. What what a rich vein that we've struck across here. Mm. There's so many things that could happen at Noel Edmonds' hypothetical funeral. Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I imagine that at the at, at, in the solicitor's office when they're sorting out the will, again a deal or no deal situation, they have to pick briefcases and they find out what <laughs> what they're going to take home. And also, oh. uh, I wonder how his lawsuit factors into it. Who was he suing? 
Some oh, was it, it Lloyd's or something? Yeah, like, some Lloyd's bank. bank, I think. Oh, what if they? What if representatives of Lloyd's Bank show up at the funeral, and because of this false economy, they 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 repossess all of the blobbies with the men still inside them. <laughs> bailiffs turn up to the funeral there's like a whole pew filled with lob- uh, blobbies all crying what's, what's the collective noun for a group of blobbies <laughs> oh a blob lot perhaps a blob oh, lots yeah that's good just a blob lot just shrieking in this horrible <laughs> distorted voice in and unison. if you saw them all side by side you would notice the the differences like some of them are probably a slightly different shade of pink some of them have yeah. like much bigger dots than the others. Just like, different levels of degradation on the costumes. Yeah, yeah, there's no way that they're all uniform. It just looks so strange. <sighs> oh my God. I can't wait well, for this funeral, guys. I'm really Yeah, excited. this is going to be event of the decade. My God. Mm. Christ. Well, shall we start the podcast? I suppose. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official, official. Vidiots, Vidiots podcast. Okay. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three R's, where everybody brings a, a thing, thing a lot to, to talk, talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Good evening at the time of recording, gentlemen. Welcome back to the pod room. Hello. I've named it. It's got a Ooh, name now. That was no. spur at the moment. I didn't mean to take that liberty from, from you. You got an pod alternative room. name for where we are? Uh, I was thinking the pod room. Oh, that's but, pretty good, actually. The, uh, the pod pod? That's stupid. Oh, pod oh. pod. Come on. Pod. Silly. Don't like oh. that. Oh, sorry. I tried. It's okay. I'm, sorry, I'm a bit distracted right now. I'm Googling Mr. Blobby Voice to see if you can buy, like, <laughs> oh, just the modulator. Oh, my God. That's a great idea. I mean, you yeah. could, if you knew the if if some sort of blob blobby engineer blob engineer, which doesn't work, <laughs> uh, had the exact settings, it's basically just pitch shifting, isn't it? Really, I think it's yeah. like three layers of voice with like higher and lower. <laughs> if you just know the exact percentages to pitch shift, then you could easily do it. Yeah, I'm going to look into that. There's got to be a way of doing Please it. Please do. Please make that a future thing. The technology oh. already exists for, for them to mass-produce Darth Vader helmets that basically do exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So surely we can just get a Darth Vader helmet and tweak it a little God, bit. A blobby helmet would be way more fun than the Darth Maybe Vader Maybe all you helmet. need to do is just paint it pink. And then, yeah. and then it will work, like yeah. Mr. Blobby's voice. <laughs> Put a few yellow dots in it, bam. Yeah. It yeah, doesn't sound hands. right. Can you try removing one of the dots? It's a bit too high-pitched. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave this for later because I will end up going down yeah, a rabbit hole. Yeah, we'll, we'll lose you, won't we? We need you, yeah. to, we need you to stay focused uh, because now it's done. Oh, thank you. Now it's time to talk about Pod Squad, where for as little as £3, if you donate by going to podiots.com, you'll get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the next episode of Podiots. You'll really flip in, help us out in the process. Uh, and if you want to go one step further, I'm promoting it at the top of the show this week, you can go to vidiotsofficial.com and there's a shop there. Uh, wow. and we've got some actual merchy merches in there. I think we'll, we'll probably talk soon about maybe. Putting on a new item, very mm. exciting. Keep your eyes peeled. We might talk about that next episode. 
perhaps. But Mikey, can you kick us off with the first, what's it called? What are you called? The, the Pumpy oh, Platoon. The Pumpy Platoon. We begin with Donak 07, Specky Becky, Alexa the Engineer, uh, the generous Happy V Day Caroline, they say, making this donation on Valentine's Day because the last several months have been a shit show. Oh. So, Evan, this is your Valentine's present. Hey. I, hey. I, I love you so much, and now all our videotic friends have to hear about it. Not even any snark this time. Kiss, kiss from Desi. Oh, isn't that cute? Hope you're married. Yeah, hope you're married. Bloody hell. Settle down. We begin with another, I mean, we continue with another generous, a generous donator. The gorgeous Tommy Rico. Uh, They say, hello, boys. I would like to shout out my best friend, Tom, who recently was a very nice boy and got me a celebratory wedding cameo from Ben. Oh. Look at that. Oh, congratulations. I do hope you're married. Yeah. God, come on, guys. Get it together. He introduced me to your content. And for that, I am a very grateful boy. Thank you, Tommy. And thank oh, you. Thank to you, Tom. Would you, is there a voice for they're just normal men? Is that it? Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, pretty like good. it's good enough. What do you mean, normal men? Uh, we're just innocent men. <laughs> there you go, a tripler for you. <laughs> Brett Shitman Shart. <laughs> Matt Holmes added you on Skype. <laughs> Working on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a deep cut. Well wow. <laughs> Someone with intimate knowledge of... of things donated that yeah I'm curious who, is that? who it was make yourself known <laughs> privately the farwell the generous i went to school with sue ridge uh they say i usually donate a good half dozen times with stupid names so i thought this week i should also do a big boy donation so i can get a message read and leave a sincere and heartfelt message about what you mean to me but oh. i ran out of sp oh, oh. <laughs> next time oh. Next time. You'll get it next time. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, recall shilling for Turtle Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Not made from cum. Made from Viots instead of Bix. <laughs> oh dear. Steven Skordes and Lord Brotovich. We've also got Caroline, I'm locked in the loo. Uh, for where red, for red, Fred, fuck you. Uh, Finn Tristam. Chexit means Chexit. Oh, Simon Miller is all elite. Uh, your boy Milo, the very generous Mr. Macca, who said, damn, missed a couple of episodes, boys. No, you're not fussed, but have a little extra this time anyway. Of course we're fussed, Mr. Macca. It's much appreciated. Yes, thank um, you. Yeah, thank you very much indeed. Uh, one high Jocelyn, uh, tremendous protein value. Regret the shit man fart. Shit games for trunters. Shit donation for wankers. Yo mommy, uh, sorry, yo yo mama, my batter. Uh, the very generous blobby wrestled Miller, who said, I don't have Twitter, but wanted to join the spam. If you haven't seen it, I saw it on Simon's YouTube shorts. Wait, uh, I didn't know... Mr. Yeah, I forgot Miller. to say, did you know that Simon Miller was there, Ben? And yeah, Mikey? he was at that show. He was Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin, I think. <laughs> yeah, I saw that Like after the fact that he was also there. Oh, my God. Wow, yeah. what a collision of worlds. Everyone's, um, it's like however many degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon. We're all like mm. only two steps away from Blobby. Mikey, you know someone who is oh, a Blobby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We know Simon Miller as well. So everyone's, he's a Blobby. 
You're never more than six feet from a blobby, they say. Um, I mean, the amount of costumes that are lying about, yeah. yeah. Seems so, And if you don't know one, you're the blobby. That's it, yeah. Uh, we've also got 10 minutes into motivate and chill, and and he gives you this look. <laughs> Uh, we've finally the the final group. We've got I've got a massive blobby, A B C D's nuts, Mister Motorboater, <laughs> <laughs> this one's my favourite, Sandy Balls UK holiday, the very generous I come in the land down under who said good day boys, uh, mine Verlobter, what's that Peter? Is that girl girlfriend partner? Uh, Hang on, boyfriend. Ver- no, I don't know. Fertile I think it's copter. I think it's Rufflecopter. Okay, my <laughs> Rufflecopter like got us tickets to M- Empire Stripes Back in Sid. Must be Strips Back. Oh, the uh, the um, thingy, the, the burlesque. Hey! Burlesque. Yeah. Oh my god. In Sydney a few years ago, I was apprehensive about going as a burlesque wasn't my kind of thing. I was, however, thoroughly surprised at the clever humour, and I think you boys should go. Well. If we're in Sydney or it's nearby, we sh- we should go. Absolutely, we should go to uh, uh, fiance is for fiance. Lovely, thank you. Uh, this is Mikey. Please ignore. This is Ben. Please ignore. This is Peter. Please ignore. This is Ashton. Please ignore. Thank nice. you. Uh, Bop in the Bopopolis. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Quig. The wanking was a bit much for me. Jabber the slut. Mr. Malt Loaf, Mr. Malt Loaf, Loafator, Jesus, Mr. <laughs> Malt Loafator, Prince Beefcakes, Bartek Kubica, Barfek Gagitza. Yeah. 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 Fleckers forgot to donate. Cats lost poster came home. Is that, I think, and then it says, thanks again, Mikey. Was that, we oh, had a, we yeah. had a, Poster problem, right? Or something? Yes, yes. I will preface this by saying uh, 99% of orders got there successfully very quickly, but we did have one that got lost in and it just uh, floated yeah, around Europe right. for a bit. But uh, we got it there in the end. That's, that's the customer service you can expect from vidiotsofficial.com. Yes. Wow. What a professional. The oh. walking pleb. I make fart noises. Uh, I make fart noise with my mouth. Big Titty Jesus 42 and Kermit Zapog. And that is your pod squad for this week. Remember, podiots.com. Three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Thank you so much, everybody, for your Thank you. gener- generosity. Who? And Jenner, Jennifer, Oh, apostrophe city. Yes. Nice. Yes, precisely. Do you have a favourite? Oh, oh, you, yeah, oh, you saved me from myself there. <laughs> it's the one that killed Michael, I think. Mr. Motorboater. Mr. Motorboater. Yeah, yeah, 10 minutes into Motivate and Chill alone got me pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, that was good as well. I remember us talking about Mr. Motivator last time, but I have no idea what the context was. And I think we accused him of, of being a <laughs> drug addict or something. Oh, oh yeah, no, and then no. it turns out he wasn't. It was yeah, he came up, and I think I accused him of being cancelled for some reason. Right, then, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it was revealed that he might have been a drug person, but it was a fake article. It was. Everything's good in the world. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. We're all good. Peter, did you have a favourite? I've got to go with um, either Mr. Motorboater or possibly <laughs> the Skype one was good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> okay. You guys, would you like a question? Yes, please. Yeah. 
This is from Dylan McKinney, I think, at Dylan underscore simulator on Twitter. With Lilt being discontinued, what are your guys' favourite discontinued snacks and drinks? Milky Way Crispy Rolls are mine. I used to Mm. love those. Those were very, those were a real treat. Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Milky Way ones were absolute oh, delight. Oh, mm. the Mars Delight. Speaking of delights, mm-hmm. Mars Delight was an absolute king chocolate. It was well, it had like delight. little it's crispy a... wafer bits inside of it with a, a creamy Oh, a creamy wow, yeah, look at that. That looks familiar. Oh, it's, oh, God. I think like, for, like oh, it must have been like, what, the mid-2000s? There was like the era of good chocolate because you had your dreams as well was that before the americans bought it well, it's, mars, <laughs> isn't it? it's mars not cadbury still i was gonna say um that although i think you probably can still get dream somewhere uh they removed it from miniature heroes selection mm. boxes no. and it was the one white chocolate that used to be in there or it was the one white chocolate used to be in any selection box like any popular one uh and i used to be able to have it, you know, at Christmas or something, if someone had got some heroes or brought them into school, and then they flip and got rid of the dream. So then everyone else is enjoying their nice brown chocolate, their milk chocolates and their dark chocolates. And I'm like, no, give me the white one. Bring it back. <laughs> oh, bless. Um, but also talking of delights, California-style sunny delight from, like, the early noughties. Oh, which, yeah, the, the fluorescent I mean, orange one dread to think what was in it but although you can still get sunny delight now i'm sure like the sort of when it was first popularized in the uk i used to love that stuff it was great oh yeah yeah god is um, any savory stuff i'm not thinking yeah i've got a couple i've got, I've got one in particular mm-hmm. and um it's turkey twizzlers Turkey oh, Twizzlers! Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking for a photo of Turkey Twizzlers back back in the day when they used to sell them in schools, you know, when you'd get them in a bread roll <laughs> for some reason. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, never, like a hot we, dog. I don't we know never if we had ever that. did, but oh, really? I, I oh, we used to get them in. Well, as that. I was scrolling through, someone's made, you know, munchie boxes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Apparently, this is called a back to the 90s takeaway, oh. uh, but it, it looks like just. It looks like actual British tapas. Let me send you a photo. <laughs> mm-hmm. And considering considering the cost, oh. they want 15 quid for this, and you know you could get everything in there from Iceland for like under a fiver. Well, hang oh. on. That contains all the constituent parts of the Worst Games Ever meal, it, for one thing. It does. Ooh. Do you want to describe what's in the box? I'll put it on the thread. We've got some potato smileys, uh, and of course, we've got beans and uh, chicken dippers. You mm. know that if you're a dedicated listener, based on what I just said. But on top of that, there are curly fries, turkey Twizzlers, which really do just look like kind of cartoon poos when uh, <laughs> they're, they're like turds, aren't they? I used to think they, they were like, like pigtails pig that were cut and fried up and yeah. they coil up. Um, then there's some turkey dinosaurs, some mini waffles, which are just like Potato the Windows grits. logo. Potato grits, yeah. Yeah, potato grids, uh, spaghetti hoops, and also, is that a pizza? Like a margarita I think so. pizza, a mini a one disc? Yeah, yeah. That it's, is. Uh, I love all this food, but God, what a sad sight. The turkey twizzlers are back, by the way. Yeah, oh, they yeah. are. They came back, didn't they? Have... Recently, I think they're just a completely oh, yeah. new recipe, and therefore legal. Like, 
legal again in the EU. <laughs> we must have talked about them at the time because I I bought some and it would have been start of last year or even the end of 2021. It's been back for a little bit and they, they were shit. They were awful. Mm, I can oh, imagine, yeah. yeah. They were probably just as bad when they used to sell them in schools. Um, yeah. But they probably had more shit in them that made oh, them my. addictive and tasty. Michael, what an image with the inset Jamie Oliver. Oh, Um, it'll be in the thread, but Michael Johnson has found a giant turkey Twizzler on a sort of podium with the words their back written on it. I'm presuming this was some sort of marketing campaign for their return. Does not look good. If that's how you market a turkey Twizzler, it just... Oh, is it gold? (laughs) Yeah, it's a gold statue. Okay, that's that's slightly more appealing. And there's a child pointing at it. They're in some... It looks like they're at a, like a stately home or something. It's probably a school. It's probably like Bernard Matthews headquarters yeah, or something. Yeah, could be. But then in the top left of the image is a picture of celebrity chef in the UK, <laughs> Jamie Oliver, looking a bit sad. He's been like, he's clearly been papped in the street. And uh, <laughs> for context, he was he quite famously or infamously, depending on whether or not you are Bernard Matthews, uh, led a campaign against turkey twizzlers being in school dinners in yeah. the UK. He he made turkey twizzlers the focal point of his campaign, saying the kids deserve better food in schools. But all they did was take out all the nice food from schools. <laughs> yeah, and everything then was just terrible for different reasons. You guys um, must I, have seen. I don't know if it was part of the specific Turkey Twizzlers campaign. I that know you exactly ran. what you. <laughs> yeah, or something since then. It may have even been in America. I don't know. But he's like trying to put kids off the idea of having a chicken nugget from McDonald's. So he gets a chicken carcass. He takes off all the good meat, and he says that's expensive meat that gets sold to butchers, and they make nice things. But what they have left is this carcass and it's just cartilage and gristle and he like grinds it all up he puts it in a blender uh he then adds bits of like skin and like connective (laughs) tissue blends it all up he then fries it in front of them there's all these kids watching him do it he fries it puts it in breadcrumbs and he goes oh look at this oh isn't it horrible and they are sort of going oh yeah and it's this pink paste and then he cooks it up and he says so who would eat one of those now and then there's a pause of about two or three seconds and every child puts their hand up in the air and he just looks at them and goes, brilliant. <laughs> it's nuggets, isn't it? It's bloody nuggets. Come on. It's still a nugget. They had to sit there smelling the delicious nugget smell. Of course they're going to eat it. Yeah. How do we get here? Sorry, uh, where we're, we're talking we? about things we wanted to unban. I've got another one. Or not unban, bring back. Um, green tomato ketchup. That was oh, a thing yeah. in the 90s. They just dyed yeah, it green. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's all they did. Almost they may still do specialty yeah. stuff, but yeah. I mean, they probably dye it red as it is. It probably, well, yeah, probably yeah, isn't red. To certainly, yeah. Um, I thought of one. What was it? Uh, oh, yeah. So this is a strange one. Um, it's not like my the food that I miss the most, but it's just something that I remember from back in the day. I used to have um, these little... Well, they're quite big yogurts that were called frufus, right? What? F yeah, yeah, what? I know. F R U F O O. Give it a Google. F- and they were this like ring-shaped yogurt 
Because in the middle, there was a little tub that had a toy in it, like a Kinder oh, Surprise. Wow. Oh! And it was a pink yogurt. It tasted really good. It was strawberry. Um, according to the label, it was made by Onken. I think they were European. I think they were like German or something, but they were imported. And um, yeah, you got these little like figures that you could build. And they were like pirates and aliens and... Uh, Sorry, I just found an Im- a YouTube thumbnail of Free Fru's. I, I was on just waiting to talk about that. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> das Free Fru comeback 2019. No way. Are they back? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But that's Das Free Fru. Oh, God, that's good. God, they look great, actually. I seem to vaguely remember I these. I recognise these, but I don't think good. I ever had one. Yeah. What the, what the hell are these toys inside it? It's just, it's just animals on skateboards. Oh, that's rad. <laughs> Oh, wow, there's the Mario one. Unlicensed Mario at the end there. <laughs> oh, is there a slightly problematic one in the middle? Oh, yeah. I can't. Bit, yeah. I honestly can't tell if that is just a very racist depiction of a Native American or if it's supposed to be a goldfish in, like, a feather head It's hard to tell. That's how bad it is if it is a depiction of a, of a Native American person. There's also oh, a, a, apparently a Mexican person who's lying on their back, which is also oh. a harmful stereotype, I think. Right, now we know why Fru-Fru went away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> oh, wow. Bloody God, hell. these are horrifying. God. I just remember enjoying them a lot. Um, like I say, it's not my uh, my number one bring this back, but mm. I'd love to just try one again. Can you still get Transformer snacks in shops? I think so. They're not, they're not officially branded, are they? They're just like... No, they're just... Oh, it's Golden you just Wonder. Build a car or something out of them. Oh yeah, you get like axles, and then you just put hoops on them and turn it into a car. I remember. Yeah, for those unfamiliar, it's it's a corn-based snack, and in each packet you get um, well some circles, and yeah, like a, 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 a an axle shape, and you get to transform a snack and build a really shit car out of it. It's uh, <laughs> very novel, but it doesn't look great. Yeah, no. not really a functional toy either. It's not toy; it's food. Oh my god, they brought. They brought the green ketchup back briefly for Shrek. <laughs> oh, of course. For God's sake. Of course um, they did. But they also did blue ketchup, which I think is maybe a bit... I don't think I'd want that on my food. Um, right. And a purple one. Easy Squirt is what it was called. Oh. What were they thinking, says this article? The day ketchup crossed the line. <laughs> You've gone too far this time. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the purple one does look absolutely yeah on rancid. Ships, that's yeah, that's not is, a pretty sight. It's nasty, isn't it? Was it McDonald's or Burger King that did that black bread? Oh, that was Burger but... King, and it made people's shits black. <laughs> yeah, green. I think it made people's <laughs> yeah, shit green. It. Oh god. Have you ever had your poo change colour? I had a friend in school who ate like like a massive bucket of sweets, and he pooed green for about a week afterwards. Yeah, I feel like Ooh. I've spoken about this before as well. Yeah, I had a friend at school who apparently it was either him or his brother ate like drank a bunch of food coloring and they were shit shitting blue or something. I don't really remember, but sort of half a story. Or, yeah, I recall. Oh. I drank a load of grape juice at university. It was basically what I subsisted off for like a few days, and then yeah, I was I was uh, shitting like a bird. And I feel like that's a conversation <laughs> oh, we oh, had yeah. in early podcast days. But yeah, it was it was just like. <laughs> It's just berries, isn't it? That's basically oh, all God. I. It's basically all I ate for for a, for a couple of days. So that was all that was in my system, mm. like a bird. You see, magical. <laughs> hey, let's move on to a thing. Yeah, let's. All right, I've got a bird-related thing. If you Have want you? to go, <laughs> 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 segue. 
Um, so this was actually submitted to me as a weird Capitia. I was aware of this as a story, but I never thought to bring it along. So thank you to Josh Bean at Josh on Twitter on Twitter. Hey. So his username is Josh on Twitter with three T's in Twitter. Um, thank you, Josh. So this is the story of Cher Ami. Oh. Uh, so Cher Ami, French for dear friend in the masculine, was a male homing pigeon who had been donated by the Pigeon Fanciers of Britain for oh. use by the U... Yeah. You can't do I that anymore. Pigeon. No. Um, bring that back. Am I right? Pigeon fancying. <laughs> Let's go, yeah. That's Hatterful it- Boyfriend, isn't it? The video game. <laughs> yes. Um, so he was donated Why by... Why hobbies, like... Uh- I had to have the suffix fancier, like train fancier. <laughs> because of the yeah. implication, the, the way language is, you know why, Michael Johnson, uh, language is changed Why do pigeons get the, the free pass? Come on. Well, I've always been put off by the phrase animal husbandry as well. Mm. I mean, that... I think sad. lover to the end of anything, like I'm a dog lover, That even that sounds a bit <laughs> off to me. I oh, guess God. so, yeah. Um, so, Cher Ami was donated by the Pigeon Fuckers of Britain for use <laughs> by... <laughs> US, U.S. Army Signal Corps in France during World War One, and had been trained by American pigeoners, apparently. Oh. So in America, they call them pigeoners, but uh, over here, fanciers, I guess. Um, he is famous for delivering a message from an encircled battalion despite serious injuries during the Meuse-Argonne Offensive in October 1918. Pardon my French, literally. Um, so here we go. On October the 3rd, 1918, Major Charles <gasps> White Whittlesey and more than 550 men were trapped in a small depression on the side of a hill behind enemy lines without food or ammunition. They were also beginning to receive friendly fire from Allied troops who did not know their location. Surrounded by the Germans, many were killed and wounded, and only 194 men were still alive and not captured or wounded by the end of the engagement. Because his runners were consistently intercepted or killed by the Germans, Whittlesey began dispatching messages by pigeon. Pigeon carrying the first message, many wounded, we cannot evacuate, was shot down. A second bird with the message, men are suffering, can support be sent, was also shot down. The artillery batteries supporting Whittlesey's men attempted to provide a barrage of protection for uh, Whittlesey's men on the northern slope of the Charlevoix Ravine, uh, but believed Whittlesey was on the southern slope of the ravine, resulting in a barrage inadvertently targeting the battalion. Oh, no. They're under (laughs) heavy fire. Throw out another pigeon. No, not there. Leave us alone. Cher Ami was then dispatched with a note written on onion paper, in a canister on his right leg that read, We are along the road parallel to uh, 276.4. Our own artillery is dropping a barrage directly on us. For heaven's sake, stop it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Very World War I. Mm. Uh, as Cher Ami tried to fly back home, the Germans saw him rising out of the brush and opened fire. After several seconds, he was shot down. No. But he managed to take flight again. He arrived back at his loft at division headquarters, 25 miles to the rear in just 25 minutes, helping to save the lives of the 194 survivors. He'd been shot through the breast, blinded in one eye, and had a leg hanging only by a tendon. Oh, my 
God. Cher Ami became the hero of the 77th Infantry Division. Army medics worked to save his life. When he recovered enough to travel, the now one-legged bird was put on a boat to the United States with General John J. Pershing seeing him off. Uh, the pigeon was later awarded the Croix de Guerre Medal um, with a palm oak leaf cluster for his heroic service in delivering 12 important messages in Verdun. He died at Fort Monmouth, New Jersey on June the 13th, 1919 from the wounds he received in battle and was later inducted into the Racing Pigeon Hall of Fame in oh. 1931. Who else is in it? What are the big names yeah, that's are in it? I want to know. Sadly, it's not hyperlinked on oh, Wikipedia. That's strange. <laughs> Can we, is it a physical installation? Can we go and see it? Well, oh. the, the, let me tell you, there is a physical aspect to this story remaining. Mm. Um, so he also received a gold medal from the Organised Bodies of American Racing Pigeon Fanciers in recognition of his service during World War One. In November 2019, he became the fir- one of the first winners of the Animals in War and Peace Medal of Bravery, bestowed on him posthumously at a ceremony on Capitol Hill in Washington. The American school, uh, school children of the 1920s and 1930s um, sorry, excuse me, two American school children uh, of the 1920s and 30s, Cherami was well known as any human world war... Will I, do, will I get this sentence right? Okay. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah. To American school children of the 1920s and 30s, Cherami was as well known as any human World War I hero. I made it. I deserve the well Croix de Guerre medal. Well done. Thank you. Jeremy's body was later mounted by taxidermist Nelson R. Wood at the National Museum of Natural History. When the, Smithso- when the Smithsonian requested information about Jeremy, the Signal Corps reported they could not find any war record of Jeremy being the pigeon which carried the message from the Lost Battalion. Now that's like a bit of a, like a, a strange... It's like, oh, what? So it's now in dispute as to whether it was him. And then that is never referred to again for the rest of oh, the article. Oh, right, yeah. But forget about that. Let's talk about this famous pigeon. <laughs> I think what it maybe what it's meant to say is that like he is believed and known to have done that, but there's just no documentation, like historical, yeah, uh, of, of of interest to to kind of no, no physical kind of stuff to show that anymore. Sadly, well, I survive. believe it, and that's I believe me it. too. Listing the known details of the bird, the army, without explanation, described Cherami as he, and the Smithsonian label reflected the bird's sex as a cock bird. Way fancier. That sentence, that hey, sentence hey. had the word sex and cock in it. It's oh, a good sentence. Wow. One of the best ones today. In 2021, the National Museum of American History, together with the National Museum of Natural History and the Smithsonian National Zoo, had DNA samples from Cher Ami analysed, which concluded that the bird is a cockbird. Yes. Since 1921, Cher Ami has been on display at the Smithsonian Institution. He's on display with Sergeant Stubby, the presumed (laughs) Boston Terrier mascot of the US Army's 102nd Infantry in the National Museum of American History's uh, Price of Freedom exhibit. So there you go. And the article does continue with um, his depictions in popular culture and so on. But uh, that is the story of the Lost Battalion and the pigeon that saved 197 lives, was it? Uh, 194 wow. lives nice. saved. Well done, Cher. What a hero. Yeah. 
What a hero. I can't, but I just, I'm actually upset reading that because if I like stub my toe, I'm done in for like two hours after that and I'm ruined. Yeah. This pigeon gets shot and carries on. It doesn't even understand what's going on. Oh, I, should, I need to up my game. Uh, what a lovely little We all do. We all need to live up to the expectations set. Uh, unless one of you has done it already, I am now going to Google um, the race, the War Pigeon Hall of Fame. But uh, <laughs> by all means, carry on with the podcast while I'm seeing if anything of interest is in there. Okay, yeah, let um, us know. Um, I've got a question here. Thank you for your thing, Peter. Thank you, welcome. Peter. Thank you uh, once again to Josh for sending that in. And thank you to the Brave Pigeon as well. Mm. <laughs> for a second. Yeah, God bless. For his service. Cockbird. This question comes courtesy of Darius Owen Canning at Darius Canning on Twitter. When you were in school, did you have stationary envy? Was there a kid who always had the coolest pens or the wildest rulers and novelty sharpeners? What would your ideal pencil case be filled with? Sorry, what would your ideal pencil case be and filled with? Hmm. Oh, man. Hmm. Oh. Uh, what did what did you think of those gel pens where they had scents? You know, smelly like, gels, smelly gels, and and some people had loads of them. I had a few. <laughs> I quite liked them. Did you? But our our year four teacher told us we weren't allowed to use them because they gave her a headache when she was marking work. Bullshit. Boo. Boo. They weren't that smelly. Some, no, they weren't. Right. There were some really yeah, nice like, ones. People would just sort of scribble onto a page and sniff the paper. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like blue. Blueberries and orange. We just hold them in our nostrils and just give everything <laughs> Oh, yeah, you could unscrew it and sniff the back of the cartridge where the hole was at the top. A generation really of strong. substance abusers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, my, my dream uh, pencil case as a kid, which I did eventually get, was um, like a Coca-Cola can, but... A, a, a pencil case, but it was like a soft, squishy one. Oh, yeah, yeah, on it. yeah. yeah. Oh, it's nice. I've still got my secondary school pencil case, I think. Have you? I can tell you what's in it as well. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Hang on, it's right here. It's a... I don't know what the brand is. It's still got stuff written on the back of it. Um, let's see. What does this say? I can't believe you had this at hand. You're wow. a big daft cock, it says on it. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. Hi, Ben. Uh, what does that say? Oh, there's there's a bit of graffiti from my uh, French pen pal that I saw uh, a long time ago. Um, nice. This just says England on it. It's very faded. There's a <laughs> the anus is written here in big letters, um, and it appears to have a couple of. You remember Lonsdale trainers, and when oh, you used yes. to buy them, yes. they had those little like boxing gloves that were like a yeah. key ring. You remember those? <laughs> Yes, I've got a yeah. couple of those on the uh, oh. on the zip. Let's see what's in it. Oh, oh. Um, it's just a load of shit in here, I think. Now, old pencil shavings. Uh, we've got <laughs> Gary gum. We've got a biro, a Ipsos Mori pen. I don't know what that is. Some Tipex. Uh, what's this a pen for? Studentcleaning.co.uk. This clearly came to uni with me as well. Yeah. Um, and a pencil w- from Jamaica that's got a little um, Rastafarian person on the top, where with beads and everything. And where did you get a pencil from Jamaica from? I don't I say Jamaica. From my from my aunt who visited Jamaica, I believe. Oh, oh. brilliant. Yeah. So that's a little 
little case study there. Pencil case. Study. Very good. Yeah. A case study. There we are. Oh. Oh. Put that away. I uh, the main thing that I liked about um, pencil cases was the graffiti. I quite liked the the you know having people sign and scribble and doodle on your your pencil case and you mm. on theirs and you on your own. So I one maybe for I don't know it's probably for about two years running. I had a a pencil case that on the back of it, uh, the whole thing was a. Um, it was like a, a, a side-on view of a VW camper van, um, but it was all in white, and it was it was the kind of um, printed um, kind of transfer plasticky thing that you could draw on. Um, so that ended up just slowly over a couple of years getting covered in people's names and doodles and probably you know several cocks um, and I or cockbirds perhaps. Um, and nothing's changed really because uh, something that for some reason me and maybe two other friends would often draw either on our pencil cases or on each other's like folders or whatever was um, little cartoon walruses. So, oh. uh, and I still, you know, get sent walrus doodles today by all kinds of people. So um, that's, that goes right back to probably year nine or something. Um, and we all thought it was terribly funny to say walry instead of walruses. And that was, you know, really, really nah, clever. Just, and it's pretty funny, though, to be fair. Yeah. You could but, build a career uh, off that. You could. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, I, I don't think I was much of a stationary man other than my, my, my fake can one. Everything else, I think, towards the end of school, especially, just ended up lumped in the bottom of my backpack and just <laughs> dug around and tried to find anything that would work when I, when I got to my lessons. Well, in terms of actual stationery, contents of the of the pencil case, one thing that I always wanted was one of those ultra flex rulers that oh, uh, and bendy ones. Yeah, bendy ruler. Um, and our physics teacher told us not to have them because he said there can be some plastic deformation, um, and so he <laughs> he thought that they weren't as accurate as. Rigid rulers, which I'm sure they probably weren't, but no. did it matter? No. no. You could put it in your bag and not worry about it snapping in half. And you could play with it. Yeah, you could play with it. Wobble it all over um, the place. We had a kid who uh, had one of those, and uh, the corner of it, he just slowly chewed down. Um, this this was, you know, like a sort of 14, 15-year-old boy, but he would just, like, bite a little bit off it every so often. <laughs> oh, and eventually, God. it would just... You know, be missing an entire corner. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've tried doing that with a standard ruler. I've been yeah. desperately Googling. Do you remember in the late 90s, they did these big stationary sets that you could buy and they were often themed around fran- like popular franchises. So I think I might have had a Darth Maul one and it was in the shape of sort of the bust of Darth Maul and it was quite big. And you you popped it open. It was filled with felt tip pens and all sorts of other oh, wow. things like that. No, Do you remember I that? I don't even know what to really search know. to to find it. Nineties art station. Uh, would that work? No, I don't know. I don't even know how to look oh. such a thing up. I I know someone listening will know exactly what I'm talking about because I I think fairly recently I saw someone someone post about it. Saying, "Wow, these were shit, weren't they?" But let us on a postcard, please. Let us on a postcard, please. Is that what they say? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, wait, what is the phrase? Maybe. 
Was it uh, Craig answers, Charles? Answers on answers. a postcard, please. Yeah, not letters. On, wow, God. Oh, that's a picture yeah. of Jeremy, by the way. I forgot to send oh, it good to you. Pigeon. That's the, the mounted. Oh yeah, mounted one foot. Look, look at that. Yeah, very good pigeon. Amazing. Oh. I can't easily find members of the Hall of Fame, so uh, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I, I, I did find one pigeon Hall of Fame. I don't know if it's the same Hall of Fame, but I'll share it anyway. There's lots of um, the word cock on the screen for the sexes, but it's, it's a good. good little gallery of birds. Oh, wow. Look at those. Beautiful boys why, and girls. why are the humans holding trophies and not the birds? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem oh, right. Wow. These disgusting. pigeons are immaculate. Look at them. <laughs> These are the supreme champions, it says at the top. The very best <laughs> cock birds. Mm-mm. going bloody hell well uh i actually have a thing that's related to uh france so we can continue the okay. vaguely related things let's go uh this is i've got a couple of sources here for this one of them is a right green ketchup no <laughs> sorry <laughs> one, one of these is I'm so glad I took the, took the time to process what you said there so I could understand it. Uh, one of these yeah. is from cracked.com, but I hate the way they've written it up because it's super oh. like, hey, we're just, we're just, we're cracked.com and we're hanging out. You, you and I, I'm going to address you oh, cool. like, like you're a buddy of mine. I hate it. So I'm instead yeah. going to read this photo of a book that I don't know where it's from. I found it on Twitter a while ago. This, this, not even a screenshot. It's a photo of a real book. It's a page shot, I suppose. So here we go. In France, a splendid duel was fought in 1400 between a suspected murderer and his accuser, a dog. <gasps> going to let that sink in for a second. Accuser? <laughs> yes. How did it accuse? <laughs> well, you'll find out. We'll find out. The Chevalier Mar- Marquis, I think killed Aubrey de Montdidier in the forest of Bondy near Paris and buried the body. The only witness was Montdidier's greyhound. The dog went back to town to a friend of his master's and led the friend to the spot where he whined and scratched the ground. The body was recovered and reburied and the greyhound moved in with the friend. Shortly, shortly thereafter, it met up with Marquis and attacked him viciously. Three men had to pull it off him. The dog was an otherwise gentle and amiable sort, but it kept on flying at Marquis whenever it saw him. This was reported to the king, who decided it was definitely an accusation and arranged for the single combat trial. The fight took place on the Isle of Notre Dame in Paris, Marquis with a lance, the greyhound with its natural weapons, it says. (laughs) The dog sprang on the man with amazing ferocity and clamped its teeth around his throat and couldn't be shaken off. Marquis screamed that he'd confess if they pulled off the dog. This, in contemporary eyes, proved the justice of combat trials pretty conclusively. A Marquis was hanged and strangled on the gibbet at Montfaucon? Montfaucon, maybe? Lovely. Yeah. That is lovely, yeah. So the article goes into more detail, but this was doing the rounds on Twitter a little while back because there was a trial by combat between a man and his victim's dog, uh, which is extremely unusual. His accuser, I think you'll find. Sorry, his accuser, the dog, woof, said the dog. Um, <laughs> there's a little more info in the in the article about it, but that's basically the gist of it. I think we all know that trial by combat doesn't necessarily prove who's correct, but certainly back then, the way they saw it is that uh, if the defendant prevailed in the fight, 
that meant God supported his defense. Otherwise, yeah. God judged him guilty. Uh, yeah, of course. Because that's, that's naturally how it works. And also, upon further, further inspection, in a much more wordy and grown-up article, which I didn't bring, uh, that it was actually purported that this is more of a fable than an actual story. Because there are numerous accounts of this from the 14th century, but they, or, or at least pointing to the 14th century, but they're from subsequent records years and years later. And it's more of a, I don't know, a, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? A, a, a message with a story? What's that? A story with a message? Yeah. Sorry. Parable? A parable, thank you. Yes, it's more okay, of a parable yeah. than anything else. You know, don't, I don't know what that would be. Don't bury your friend in front of his dog. Yeah. That could be it, potentially. I know the word parable, but I'm not very good at making parables. Not very good at making parables. Yeah, uh, working out the, the 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 moral of the story. Oh, I see. I wasn't very good at working out the moral of <laughs> that sentence. <laughs> well, that, that was a very short thing, but that was literally it. I just enjoyed the story of a, of a trial that's by nice. combat between a man no, and his victim's fine. dog, his accuser. It's just as well, because I nearly brought a, a shorter thing this time so maybe next week i'll do that or next okay. next fortnight but uh that's great i don't mind a, a short and sweet one when you know it involves a greyhound <laughs> engaging in trial by combat with the man after yes. accusing him of murder exactly and it may not have even happened so not only did yeah. i bring this news to so many people today but i've also got to tell you that it actually might not ever have happened we do live in the age of misinformation or disinformation. Or Mr. Information. Uh, yeah, that's true. Depending on depending on who you're talking to. But yes, if you see this doing the rounds on Twitter again, it may not actually have happened, but it's is fun. There's also a little bit of art. <laughs> oh. I don't know where we see the art? I don't know where this was taken or if it's just a somewhat relevant photo that was found and put in the article. <laughs> oh nice. There appears Ooh, to be a man good. engaging in some kind of combat with a dog. I don't really know. It's hard to read into it. It's too zoomed in. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun being a lawyer back then. Just let, let God decide who, who's who's the right one here. Have a fight and whoever wins, wins. Great. Thanks. Yeah. Let's go to dinner. The good old days, eh? The good old days, yeah. <laughs> but you could always fall, fall afoul of the same logic, though, and the same rules, you know? Like, what if, what if you're like, well, this is ridiculous, but I'm tired and I can't be bothered, so you guys go ahead and do trial by combat with a dog. But then what if... A dog starts acting weird around you. Maybe it's a, dog, a, a drug-sniffing dog. And then the king says, well, you're clearly guilty of a crime, so you're not, you've now got to fight this dog. And you could have <laughs> spoken up breaks. earlier. You could have spoken up earlier and said, hang on, guys, there's got to be a better way to do this. And no, you've now got to fight a dog. I'm not going to disrupt the status quo. It's, uh, you know, it's everyone everyone, everyone gets to watch the fun unfold and sometimes the audience becomes part of the spectacle and that's just luck of the draw. Okay. It's, it's all part of the system, baby. Right. If dogs are being treated in that, that kind of uh, equitable way where they're pretty much on a level with a human, what I would do is if I was a murderer mm-hmm. uh, and I had killed, you know, say I'd, I'd, I'd murdered Mikey um, for good reason... Uh, uh, what I would do, Ben, is mm-hmm. um, I would find a dog that I would think I could be in a fight and <laughs> either accuse that dog mm-hmm. of um, killing my friend Michael Johnson uh, or just try and get it to just act aggressive with me. Um, 
and then I would have the fight and then I, I would be exonerated. So what you're saying is you're going to find the smallest, most dainty dog you can find and then Gizmo. pummel it to death. Gizmo. <laughs> Just Gizmo. Gizmo after oh, no. he's already been half eaten and dropped by a seagull. <laughs> yeah, he's only You're going to kill legs. Michael Johnson and then say, well, I think it was this dog. And then you yeah. divert. All, not only do you draw a massive amount I of accuse. attention to yourself for no reason, but then you kill a dog and shift all the blame onto the dog posthumously. Yeah. Just yeah, in the nick it. of time, a seagull comes in and swoops him away yet again. I like <laughs> it. I think this could work. I think you're onto something there in 1400s France. The perfect crime. Mm. Absolutely. So look out, Mikey. What's going to happen yeah. to you? Well, keep your cute, cute dogs inside. Peter's coming from to pin a crime on them. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys just thinking of that? Did you guys see it was also doing the rounds on Twitter? This was ages ago, like four or five months ago, of um, a graph of it had the US and the UK, and it was animals that people think they could beat in a fight. <laughs> you see that? Good, good, yeah. No. And it was, oh, I'll have to find it. Again, if you'd like to carry on, by all means, please do, and I'll, uh, I'll send it to you in a minute when I found it. Okay. Well, I do have another question here. If you guys are ready. Yes. Oh, yes. Jamshed at Mighty Jamshed on Twitter says, Your convention guest level famous. You've been invited to sign a bunch of autographs for some Vioits. And then it says in brackets, the Vidiots fan base. And someone asks you to sign your most famous line on their Vidiots merch. What's the line you write? <laughs> I guess I just fart on a card and give it back to them. <laughs> I feel like Peter um, has a few, actually. I can immediately think of two. I couldn't... I was trying to think of one for me earlier, and I couldn't really do it. Uh, what do you think mine would be? Uh, your vagina the is ones beautiful. The course, yeah, oh, the ones yeah, that are read out at your wedding. <laughs> Shut up, Cheggers, yeah. you're dead, would be the other Cheggers one. Cheggers, you're dead. Would go What's on. that then, possibly? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would. I would probably want consent to write your vagina is beautiful but anyone who wanted me to write that on their card i could quite happily quite happily do that did i ever say anything worthwhile all through videos you've definitely I, have mikey I, and you know what we can get a little bit of backup on it uh because we're on no. the yogs cast wiki and the person who did each yeah. of our things does have a couple of quotes on here um <laughs> okay <laughs> well mikey did just say i don't know if you i uh, mikey just said the ones at my wedding um, because the viewers won't know that at my wedding, uh, my father-in-law, his speech partly involved, um, I think he Googled my name and found the Yogscast wiki entry and uh, read some of the quotes to the room uh, of 80 people, including the quote, your vagina is beautiful, completely out of context. I feel like and, we, might, uh, we might have mentioned that on the oh. podcast at the time. We possibly did. It, was, um, it went down a storm, as I'm was, sure you can imagine. It was unexpected. <laughs> yeah. What are the what are your quotes on there? Well, YouTube? I'm looking at Mikey's now. Mikey doesn't have any quotes listed, but it does say that one of his aliases is wow. Farty Boy, or one word. <laughs> God, I really am a one trick pony, aren't I? <laughs> Still to this day, I never evolved. I was more of an action man than a word man, you know? I, I, I was known for what I the did rather than what I said. Scroll, ha, 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 because you contributed many, <laughs> many good laughters. Many good laughs, yeah. 
Oh, I like. Yeah, I was just a little. I believe it's on um, the Margaret video where you say, "I'm going to be sick." Because <laughs> yeah. you're laughing so hard. I'm going to be sick. Or the <laughs> tell my friends after the Stoke on Trent uh, worst game selection yeah. with the farting. Very uh, good. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, the quotes <laughs> that it's got for me are kind of generic ones, really. Nerds. No, that's not on here. Uh, is it's Bobby Babalooney, not the worst, just worse than most boys or girls. Hope you're married. I want to die, and die is in bold and all caps for some oh, reason. Whoa. Uh, Peter Austin, welcome to the BTA. I don't know what that is. What the hell is that? Uh, what about the annoying cup, or is that just all of them? What's up? I'm Dick Mychinko, which is not. That's not from. That's not from idiots anyway. I don't think is it. No. Uh, so I don't know if any of those are, are remotely. The annoying cup. Do you know what that is? What's the that? annoying cup? Cup. Yeah. What? What's that in reference to? It must just I be from a no worst idea. game episode, perhaps. Yeah. How strange. We really should, um, ahead of the, ne- the next person among us to get married, change these courts to yeah. more glowing, shining things, just in yeah, case they get read out again. Actually. Well, maybe that's what we we request now. Is that. The pod squad for next week, <laughs> if you can fit it in the... Dis- oh, no, I don't know. I don't know how you do it because you've not got many characters to do it. You could just update the wiki for us and add some new quotes in yeah, there. Yeah, people can just... Don't don't go and sabotage it because I don't want to see it sabotaged. But no. add, add actual information based on videos and podcasts if you'd like to. That would be fun. It would actually be really helpful because... Um, yeah, I couldn't remember. I can't remember anything. I can't remember literally a thing that I said in 2018. No. Not one, <laughs> not one thing. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. It is Beans time. Who oh, said that, was, that? That's true. That's, I that's said you, that one, you I, think. I think you said it and I, I did the card for that. Um, yeah, so that must, that, yeah, okay. It was a real, it was a good, uh, I, th- I don't know if I said this at the time when we were doing Beans time recently, but that was a real, um, Three person, whatever the word, it was a real team effort. I think it came out of your mouth. Uh, Mikey had made all the assets, like the 80s, 90s kind of retro stuff. And I think I did the edit and used that card and wrote, it is beans time on the on the oh. thing. And it all came together to beans time. It wasn't even, a th- we didn't even really enjoy it at the time, did we? It was only last year. No, we just said it. Yeah. yeah. It was only last year that we really enjoyed it is beans time. <laughs> Um, yeah so who knows hey a lot of people listening to this podcast or watching the video version well they've they've probably watched a lot of idiots and some of you still do watch idiots regularly the old stuff from 2018 so consider yourselves on a mission now from the three of us to pick out Mm -hmm. some quotes and add them to our wikis. We we doth you the official archivists of idiots. Please go forth and document our ramblings, please. (laughs) Yeah. But do not, as Peter said, don't don't abuse your privileges on the wiki. This is a gift. Don't be messing stuff up. Because it'll just just be removed. So, yeah. So help us out, listeners. We love you. Thank you. Mikey? Yes? You got a thing? I do. Uh, continuing on the animal theme, I've got a fun little oddity from history to share with you all. Good. I have found the graph, by the way. Ooh. So maybe when you're done with your animal no, stuff, no, give I'll give, tell you. give us the graph. Give us the graph. Uh, okay, I'll I'll send it to you in uh, 
in the chat and we can break it down between us. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm trying to think what animals I could beat up now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brilliant. So the blue dots are the what the Americans think they could beat and the red dots are the Britons. And consistently, Americans are more confident in every possible animal that they think they could beat in a fight. It ranges from uh, a rat where 60... I think this is percentages. Uh, yeah. must be percent. 67 to 72% of people think they could be a rat in a fight. Mm. Uh, and 2 to 6% at the other end believe they could be a grizzly bear wow. um, <laughs> in a fight. 6% of Americans believe they could be a grizzly bear. 8% uh, believe they could be an elephant what? in a fight. What? Do they know how, <laughs> what elephants are? <laughs> like brick houses. Jesus. Gorilla is the, the scariest one to me. There's yeah. something almost comedic about trying to fight a lion or an elephant or a grizzly bear because it's like absolutely not. But a gorilla, I think, is it's just a wall of You're muscle. Sort of eye to eye with it. Yeah, it you? would. It would. Oh God. Weirdly enough, yeah. the 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 one that everyone thought they could beat on that one, the rat, is probably one that I would say I couldn't. I I, I just I, tricky. Yeah, exactly. A tricky house cat. Fine, I could slap around a house cat, but a rat. No, yeah, that's that's a, that's a whole other matter. A goose, as well as the third uh, most popular I could beat in a fight. That's Well, it's a big range, though. Only 45% of Brits could, they say, mm. and 61% of Americans could. I could quite happily fight a goose if I really had to. I mean, with all of these things, it's like you don't want to harm an animal. So that would probably factor in to a certain extent. Like, I wouldn't thoroughly enjoy kicking a, a cat in the head. No. But if I really, if it was life or death... I could just grab a goose by the neck and I just turn it into a hammer. And <laughs> yes, flail that shit around. Flail it around. It would. You'd break its neck almost immediately if you used its own weight against it. Surely. So I've just clocked at the bottom here. This is an official YouGov poll. Yeah, it was apparently YouGov. I don't know if it really is. If someone's just added the logo, but it's important research. Oh my god! You need to know your sources. All this tells me is that Americans are too boldly overconfident in their abilities and Britons need a little bit of a, a pep talk, I think. <laughs> well, all of those, yeah. most of those should read zero, to be honest. None of them, yeah. there shouldn't even be two for Grizzly Bear for the UK. No, that's no. silly. That's very silly. The people who answered yes to any of these should have then been forced into a room with said animal. All right, go, <laughs> go on, on then. Send them Prove to the it. Coliseum. Make them fight for the <laughs> fucking emperor's approval. Oh, dear. Uh, anyway, shall we uh, resume my story? Yes, Please yes, do, Mikey. Yes. Sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. No, that's a very worthy interjection. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. When Philip II, the King of Spain, visited Brussels in 1549, he made a grand entrance, complete with wild animals and flames. Still, by all accounts, the most impressive part of this procession was an organ that played, quote, the most singular music you can imagine. The quote-unquote organ, comprised of 20 narrow boxes, each containing a cat. A cat whose tail was tied to a specific key, and when anyone played the instrument, the cat's tails were pulled, quote, producing a lamentable meowing each time. So yes, oh. Prince Philip II had a cat organ at his disposal. Oh, God. This is the very first documented uh, mention of a, of a cat piano in history, or the, the cats and clavier, if you want to get German about it. But it was far from the last. 
this torturous instrument popped up in philosophical philosophical oh my god philosophical that's right yes <laughs> I, can, yes. I, can, I can do this i yeah. just said the same word three times <laughs> <laughs> oh dear what percentage of words could michael confidently uh, beat non apparently <laughs> Uh, philosophical, scientific, and psychological texts until the 19th century. So once this uh, kind of appeared in the zeitgeist, it, it popped up for like over 400 years later. Most people today wouldn't find cats screaming in pain very amusing, but early modern Europeans had a very different attitude towards cats. Cats were frequent, frequently associated with the devil and loose morals and weren't held with the same regard as, as they have in today's world. It would easy it would be easy to write the instrument off as eccentric or odd, but if that's all it was, why did it crop up again and again throughout history? Mm. Mm. It's no coincidence that the cat piano made its first appearance in a royal procession. Royal spectacles were all about testing the limits of possibility, and at a glance, everyone could see that the king could accomplish the unthinkable. <laughs> Which is quite great. He's got a box full of cats and hitting them. That's unimaginable. My God. <laughs> and, his, uh, and the king's power wasn't subject to the usual restraints of money, imagination, or nature. Essentially, these kind of displays were just there to make kings look like gods. Uh, and there's all these all-powerful beings who could do whatever right. the hell they want. By parading his bear-powered cat piano through Brussels. Uh, yes, it was a bear that was playing the cat piano, apparently. My what? God. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a little footnote there. Yeah, yeah. Beat it in a fight. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. If you beat the bear in a fight, you get to make it um, play the instrument of your choosing, and he chose cat organ. Um, yeah, I think the, the whole scene here was it was just like a whole cavalcade of animals um, yeah. all doing random stuff, and I guess right. the star of the show was the bear playing the piano. <laughs> and with this, Philip II showed the world that he was undaunted by convention. <laughs> What a, what a weirdo. He wanted people to marvel at the one, at the wonders his reign could produce. The same went for French King Louis VI, who made his own spectacular pig organ. Uh, I think a similar setup where p- pigs are made to emit sounds. By making fantasy reality, kings could draw symbolically closer to God. Yes, I'm sure God is smiling down on these kings uh, with these torture machines. Giant God. But what made animal music such a potent symbol in these times? Absurd as it may seem, the cat piano proved that these rulers had tapped into the underlying rules of nature, the harmony of the spheres. Uh, harmony of the spheres is an ancient concept uh, which maintained that the universe is all governed by this like harmonic mathematical relationship where basically everything's the same and there's, there's this energy flowing through everything that kind of dictates everything. Uh, and while the harmony wasn't always audible, uh, for centuries, philosophers argued that certain sounds could elevate humans, bring them closer to this divine order. And cats were a litmus test for how deep this celestial harmony could go. So cat piano creators wanted to show that these mathematical harmonies permeated all of creation. If out-of-tune meows could be synthesized into music, surely anything could. What other natural harmonies had escaped humans' notice? Cat pianos, as a result inspired generations of music theorists so not just a weird one it's got people thinking i mean i'm sure it got people thinking like what well, you can't, you don't just leave that room and go oh, that was fun wasn't it no you, you ponder that for weeks uh what began as means of accessing the divine glided easily into farcical entertainment for common people though however 
In the 18th and 19th centuries, cat concerts were all the rage. Take. <laughs> what a sentence. <laughs> cat concerts are all the rage. I'd so go to a cat concert, a modern one. Wow. Uh, take, for example, the Parisian. Oh, it's French and I'm crapping my pants. Please, boys, help me. How do I say this word? Um, Malik? Oh. Malik? Maliki? Meow. Oh, it'll be meow as in meow. Oh, cat. Uh, concert. Meow leak. Yeah, it I must guess. be meow leak. Uh, take, for example, the Parisian Concert Meow, I guess. <laughs> that's a good name. That, that's a lot better now I know what it means. Uh, so in this in this uh, concert of meows, in the middle was a monkey who kept time while the cats made cries <laughs> or meows that were altogether, quote-unquote, laughable for some reason. <laughs> Again, t- twisted, twisted messed up people in these times. Uh, in London in 1758, the animal trainer Samuel Bissett staged an immensely lucrative cat's opera and more than a century later, enthusiasts reported that cat stage companies were still all the rage. I can't believe this, this is... I, I, I tried to dig for more info and got cat opera meant. There's not really a whole lot out there. It's, it's, yeah. I imagine it's, it's just animals dicking about on stage and screaming in pain, most likely. Sadly. Um, but yeah, for centuries, the dog had been the top dog, to pardon the pun, um, in upper class families. They were the, the animal of choice. But cats were kind of slow to catch on in Europe, often seen as transgressive and wild, suitable only for killing rats. Cruel though it was, the cat piano may have paved the way for changing perceptions of cats. Over time, it's possible that the anthropomorphic entertainments like the Cat's Opera helped endear felines to a wider public. You go to a nice evening out with your partner, and you know what, a cat singing the opera, maybe cats aren't so bad, eh? Uh, but the ancient- it must have just been a cacophony, though. <laughs> it must have been awful. Howls and screams. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, they must have done well enough, but... Yeah, people kept going. But I mean, I guess there wasn't much else on the TV that time, so you were stuck yeah. with the cat opera, whatever that may be. Um, but this ancient idea of curative music, like kind of music helping people gain some traction during the, the early modern period, and in 1650, the German scholar Anasius Kircher... Uh, reported that the cat piano was an excellent cure for melancholy. He cited the example of a depressed Italian prince who couldn't help but laugh at the cat's frantic music. Oh, <laughs> little pick-me-up. That's what they say, isn't it? When you've got depression, just just laugh. Just, that's it. It's, it's gone now. Have you tried yeah, being you happy? Does that, you have you tried just smiling, being happy? <laughs> yeah. Wait, let me wheel out the cat piano for you. This will do the trick. <laughs> Uh, this this obvi- observation, ob- observation predated the discipline of psychology entirely. So this is people thinking about how to change the psyche before psychology was even really being thought about. But later writers took note of the cat piano's therapeutic potential. One of the 19th century founders of psychiatry, Christian Reel, argued that the cat piano could help patients who were lost in, in constant reverie. Uh, daydreamers, in another word. Daydreamers, he argued, had trouble paying attention to objects in the real world, but the bizarre, jarring nature of the cat piano could jolt them back to reality. <laughs> Which, I mean, sounds about right, yeah. According to Rail, mental illness was an affliction of the nervous system, and all psychological problems could be tra- uh, traced back to the malfunctioning of the brain and nerves. Sensory jolts, like the cat piano, brought the mind back to itself, and they held a vital key to mental health. And that, was a, that was a common thriller thought for a little while. But... Wow. In spite of all these numerous sightings and stories of the cat piano, 
there's no actual hard evidence that they ever existed other than in stories. Um, Over 400 years of, like, it's just 400 years of people writing and talking about the cat piano. There's not one single shred of evidence of it ever actually happening. I I, I want to believe that the story of the prince with the bear and the cat piano is true, but there'd be something concrete about that. That'd be written about for centuries afterwards. It's like the dog duel all over again. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, we've disappointed twice. I'm sorry. But mm. at least if, if you want to hear a kind of modern equivalent to the cat piano, um, there's, there's, a, there's a very good video of uh, Nora the Piano Cat. Um, this is wonderful. It, it's just basically the owner recorded the cat kind of just tapping about on the piano. And then an, a, a full orchestra came in and accompanied it and played it to an audience with projections of the cat playing the piano on the screen. And it's actually quite moving. It's very good. It's just oh, these okay. sorrowful little peep, 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 peep on the piano and a full orchestra swelling behind it is very good. And in more recent times, if you want a, a, a less cruel alternative to your cat organ, uh, someone made a cat organ out of soft toys and it's it is an absolute sight to behold i absolutely i assume most people have seen this video before but it's um it's someone playing the song from wizard of oz uh over the rainbow with mm-hmm. just this this I'll, I'll send a picture of it. it is just a bunch of cats taped to a box oh my um, god <laughs> yeah, just, oh my god <laughs> he just runs around yeah, i've not seen that oh it's very good um guy plays a cat organ it's called on on youtube i highly recommend looking it up it's it's actually quite good (laughs) um yeah that's that's a brief history of cat organs be it real or fake that's for you to decide but i love it anyway (laughs) i don't love it it's horrible actually don't do that it sounds pretty cool yeah (laughs) yes that's a terrible thing (laughs) leave it leave it in the history this is this is not for modern day yeah wonderful what, amazing there that's interesting thank you so yeah. much michael johnson it's just interesting that something reported on so many times there's no hard evidence like people at yeah. large don't th- say it's real but why is there all these stories about it then huh hmm? where do they yeah. go why why isn't it on the uh, nhs for uh, <laughs> melancholy yes <laughs> should be i'm right yeah excellent well it's time to do a couple of plug a ruse here if you if you'll indulge us and listen to the end of the podcast don't you flipping go anywhere yet don't you go anywhere don't do it the good material still to come starting with <laughs> michael there's a shop right <gasps> you're damn right if you go to your web browser of choice and type in the magical words vidiotsofficial.com and head over to our little shop section you'll be greeted with a bounty of goodies Oh, actually, we hit um, 100 orders now on our shop the other day. So thank oh, you, everyone. Oh, brilliant. Hey, thank woo. you. Thank you, everyone, for supporting it. And if you if you want to get us closer to that 1 million order number, which we're aiming for, uh, you can jump on the website where you'll find T-shirts, cap, stickers, mug, and hoodie. What a delight. It's got all your favorite videos, things on it, like Meat Face, the PS1 logo, and that that's the two. <laughs> that's, the, that's the two best things. Yeah, go head over to vidiotsofficial.com and have a look. I really should write a script for this bit because I, I, I kind of have a, a rough guide every time I do this, but it always goes weird ways. Maybe should, I'm trying to I enjoy pedal it. merch. I yeah, like it. It's, it's meandering. See where we end up. You never know where Enjoy you're going to say, so 
It's always, it's always <laughs> Neither <about>. do I. <laughs> YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all.com forward slash Vidiots Discord, if you go to vidiotsofficial.com forward slash Discord, you will find it. And we'd like to thank Tommy and Fleckers for uh, moderating us over there. Thank you. Appreciate it a lot. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Vidiots Official. Occasional live streams. Haven't done one for a while. Might happen at some point. Who knows? Go give it a follow. Podiots.com. If you head there and donate three pounds or more, you'll get a shout out at the beginning and the end of next of of the next show and join Pod Squad. Let's go through them again, please, Michael. Donak 07, Specky Becky, Alexa, the engineer, the generous, happy V dear Caroline, uh, the also generous, gorgeous Tommy Rico. We're just normal men. What do you mean, normal men? We're just innocent men. Brett Shitman Shart, Matt Holmes, added you on Skype. The Farwell, I went to school with Sue Ridge. Recall shilling for Turtle Beach, not made from cum, made from Viots instead of Bix. Stephen Scordes and Lord Brotovich. Also, we've got Caroline, I'm locked in the loo. Fred, 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 fuck you. Finn Tristam, Chexit means Chexit. Simon Miller is all elite. Your boy Milo, Mr. Macca, who was very generous, thank you. One High Jocelyn, Tremendous Protein Value, Regret the Shit Man Fart, Shit Games for Trunters, Shit Donation for Wankers, uh, Yo Mama My Batter, The Very Generous Blobby Wrestled Miller, Ten Mins into Motivate and Chill, and He Gives You This Look. And finally, we've got I've Got a Massive Blobby, ABCD's Nuts, Mr. Motorboater, This One's My Favourite, Sandy Balls UK Holiday, The Very Generous I Come in the Land Down Under, This is Mikey, Please Ignore, This is Ben, Please Ignore, This is Peter, Please Ignore, This is Ashton, Please Ignore, Boppin' the Bopopolis, Jimmy Quig, The Wanking Was a Bit Much for Me, Jabber the Slut, Mr. Malt's Lofater, Prince Beefcakes, Bartek Kubitzer, Barfek Gagitzer, uh, Fleck has forgot to donate, Cat's Lost Poster Came Home, The Walking Pleb, I Make Fart Noise With My Mouth, Big Titty Jesus 42, and Kermit Zerpog. Thank you, everyone. Three pounds or more, podiots.com. Join Pod Squad for next episode. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Peter, what's out on Vidiots uh, this week? Five years ago. Well, this week, and including the extra week that we've got to deal with here, because uh, we're doing a, an episode a bit late, we have launched the channel. Hey. And we're like three weeks into it. So we began with Worst Games Ever, Prison Break the Conspiracy, which is now on limited ads. Oh. Oh. Um, welcome to Vidiots. In the spotlight, Crossing Souls. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vidiot's Welcome and Q&A Extravaganza. That's the one that's got loads of views because the thumbnail says, why did you leave what culture? <laughs> yes. Um, post some tat number one. Oh, Prove it. Cooking Mama 3, part one. Uh, we've got the Paris vlog. Le, uh, Le What's Next De Focus 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, memory cards for February the 12th featuring State of Emergency, Aliens, Colonial Marines, Game Boy Advance SP. Uh, we've got Prove It, Cooking Mama 3, Part 2. In the spotlight, Vampire, which is one we saw at um, What's Next, Defocus. Did that game ever come out? 
What's that? Vampire? Yeah, it did, yeah. Oh, it did. Or vampire. Oh. Yes, it did. It did vampire. come out. I think it was fine. Yeah. It was, it right. was fine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was fine when we went to see it as well. It was, it was just fine. I, I remember being sat in that dark room playing the game. I had very little interest in it. And so I just tried to like, yeah. fuck around and pl- break the game. And the, 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 the creators looked at me quite sternly. I don't think they were happy with me dicking around with their, their hard work. Um. Uh, anyway, personal tap number two, we've got stickers um, in the spotlight, Greedfall. Nintendo Labo is brilliant. Creative fun for all ages. Oh, that um, was a good trip. Still, that was that, was that was a very fun one. I it was. That. I enjoyed that day. It was a good day. Mm. Um, oh, and we had that fancy car. We went in a really nice yes. car to, to London. It had water bottles in it, didn't it? It had water. <laughs> I mean, now you get that in all Ubers, but uh, back then <laughs> it was it seemed quite fancy. We got to ride in the fancy car three times in the end, didn't we? It was BAFTA, the Lara Croft Tomb Raider thing, and uh, yeah. Labo. Nice. Oh yeah, I was thinking. I think it was actually BAFTA. My what I'm thinking of for the fancy car, but maybe it was the same fancy car always. I don't really remember. Um, yeah. Uh, then we've also got in the spotlight Call of Cthulhu, the official video game. Prove it, Cooking Mama Three live action challenge where we made the pizza, our first cooking foray. Nice. Uh, in the spotlight, a Plague Tale Innocence. All these in the spotlights were from that Paris event. Uh, then we have memory cards for February the 19th, which was the PS4, Star Fox, and Metal Gear Rising. Mm-hmm. And then finally, five ways to know if Toad from Mario is secretly seeing your wife. Yes. Oh, a crowning, yes. crowning moment of the channel. That mm. was one. That was certainly a video that that we produced <laughs> while yeah. we were there. Uh, wow, what a promising start to a great channel that still lives strong today. Um, are you able to see on the dashboard, Peter, how many subscribers we've lost in the past 28 days? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Can we Is this guess? a new uh, segment can of we the take, podcast? Can we guess? Can we guess how many? <laughs> I, uh, I want to say 250. I think we've lost 57. Uh, I'm trying to find... Uh, where is it? Will it not oh, say on the dashboard? Analytics. Uh, it doesn't say on the front page. Oh, here we go. Um, well, I'll tell you, it's better than la- the last 28 days. We're, we've got an upwards green arrow. What? Because we uh, because we only lost minus seven. We only lost seven subscribers. <laughs> yes, that's not bad. improvement on that's last month. That's not bad. For a channel that, that, that uploads twice a month and it's a static picture, we're doing, we're doing okay, <laughs> I think. It oh. says uh, that... Our subscriber count has increased eighty-six uh, percent more than in the previous twenty-eight days. But I think what that means is <laughs> the losses is, are t- that much. Is eighty-six percent smaller? Yeah, the losses. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus oh, fucking Wait, Christ! I want to see how many we've bled since the channel. Aired. Oh, you're gonna get sad. It's gonna make you sad. No, this is funny. <laughs> okay. That's not bad, actually. Do you want to take a guess? Since 2019, uh, how many we've lost? Uh, Three about five thousand. Uh, Peter was bang on five thousand. Whoa! That wasn't me peaking. I promise. Peeping. So, yeah, that's not bad. I, I, I can live with that. <laughs> yeah, that's not too bad. We we continually lose uh, Twitter followers as well for a similar reason. I think because we just yes, yes. post <laughs> random shit on there now. But even just so, post photos once a fortnight. Yeah, <laughs> the real ones they know. The, the real hardcore, you know, not those fair weather listeners or viewers or followers. We don't People need were them. saying on in the comments of a recent episode where we talked about 
where people switch off at the at the outro, uh, we said, if you listened, it was I think it was the secret question. We were saying, if you listen right to the end, let us know. And there were a bunch of comments saying, I do. Oh, I guess it's so uh, nice. there's a slightly slight bias in the sampling there because everyone True. who doesn't didn't know to say <laughs> in the comments exactly. that they don't. <laughs> wow, there were so many comments saying that they did. Nobody yeah, said that they don't. Who commented? <laughs> Nobody says, said they I didn't listen to the end. To the end. <laughs> because I'm guilty of that. I I know I yeah, know my too. podcasts that I listen to, and I know when they're starting to wind up, and I know even the sections I'm not interested in. Or the, you know, it's just a time thing. It's no disrespect to the to the person making the podcast. There's just too much yeah. content out there, but uh, it's all important metrics. It's good to know. Uh, wonderful. Well, Mikey, where are you on the internet? At Parrot Boy on Twitter, where I also continue to bleed subscribers. <laughs> you can go <laughs> and check it out. What have I got on there? Oh, just me screaming at a building. That's nice. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Go yeah. check out a video of me shouting at an art installation. For context, yeah, there was there's a light festival in Bristol, and one of the installations was um, <laughs> someone put a microphone in front of a building, and the building each window of the building had like lights in it. And the building would um, light up and react to what you were saying. And everyone was like going up, saying little phrases. Uh, and I just chose to scream down the mic. Brilliant. Brilliant. How loud can I be in this building? <laughs> <laughs> it's art. It's actually art this time. Peter. Yes. Where are we on the internet? Uh, we are at Team Triple Jump, both Ben and I, and also Ashton Matthews, putting together video game related content and also various bits of silliness. Uh, but you can also follow us separately on social media on Twitter uh, at confused underscore dude and at that Peter Austin. Excellent stuff. Well, why not leave us a five star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. We would really appreciate it. It's uh, it does help a lot. I think. And that feels like the right thing to say, doesn't it? It helps a yeah. lot. It helps I think a lot. It's all good. It's all like healthy internet stuff. So, And it's free to do that. That would be really great. You know, if you, we know times are tough. You maybe cannot support on Pod Squad or through the shop. Leave us a five-star review. Yeah, if you like. That'd be great. Thank we'd really you. appreciate that. Uh, do we have a final question before we fuck off? Hmm. Uh... What animals could you beat in a fight? Um, yeah. If you go on the thread or just do some Googling, you'll find the full list. Let us know where down the list you draw the line. That's a good one. Where do, where do I draw the line? I already, I already drew the line at rat, didn't I? So I've, yeah. I fell at the first hurdle. <laughs> I think I could take a gorilla. I think I could do it. I've been thinking about it. I think I could do it. Rip that costume off that thing. Yeah, there's I feel, a man in there. I feel like if I... If I really worked on my technique, I could probably beat a king cobra. If I did, you know, if you did the right thing, but if you made one false move, you would be dead. And also, above king cobra, as in arguably easier to fight, is chimpanzee, which I would absolutely not. Oh no way! No, terrifying. No, thank you. Well, thank you so much for listening slash watching, everybody. We will see you in a fortnight's time. Look after yourselves. Goodbye. Bye bye. Goodbye.